0: Welcome to Presence Church's Sermon of the Week. We are so excited to share this powerful word with you. <laughs> Micah just goes, he's, he's sitting next to me, he goes, lioness. You're a lioness. Too funny. Too funny. All right, um, let's have that first slide up, Becca. Yeah, good news, right? Good news. I'm here to bring good news. Good news. You're going to be excited by what I have to say this morning. I'm just on fire. Um... It's a woman's on fire Sunday. Um, So the year of the Lord, the the favorable year of the Lord was the year of Jubilee. So in about the 49th, 50th year, we're not quite sure, but the, the debts were restored and lands were given back and slaves were freed. And this is the favorable year of the Lord. This is the year of Jubilee. And I say to you that every day, Right now in the New Testament is the day of Jubilee. It is the de- favorable year of the Lord every single day for every one of you. Because that's what God wants for you. He wants you to have the good news. So um, so I'm going to be uh, chatting to you. I might be saying, hey, are you listening? You good? Good? you right. Beautiful. All right. Okay. Just to make sure. So um, I love it when I have interaction from people. So you just go, yep. Yeah, amen. Okay, James. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, all right. So we're going to read Isaiah 61. So if you have your Bibles with you, is this a bit loud or is this too, you know? It's perfect. Okay, thanks, Rick. I do like people to tell me what to do. So just before we start with Isaiah 61, it's a very familiar passage for some of you. I do want to uh, rectify the fact that I may say the English version of speaking, which is Isaiah. So um, I would question that Isaiah is right, but... um, (laughs) But so I may vary back and forth from Isaiah to Isaiah. So just bear with me if I, I do that. So so what I want to do now is I really want to read this through. So even if, you, if maybe you don't want to read it through with me, you want to just listen and just let the, let the word come in. OK, maybe you want to have your eyes closed and just take in the word. OK, the word never becomes back void. So as you hear the word, you soak in the word. I have listened to this in about 20 translations. So they're just speaking to me in um, the different you know, translations of the Bible. And just hearing that word as it soaks in, it's just going to change your life. So I'm going to read it to you. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted The planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. They shall build up in the ancient ruins, they shall raise up the former devastations, they shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. Strangers shall stand and tend your flocks, foreigners shall be your ploughmen and vine dressers, but you shall be called the priests of the Lord, and they shall speak of you as the ministers of our God. You shall eat the wealth of the nations, and in their glory you shall boast. Instead of your shame, there'll be double portion. Instead of dishonor, they shall rejoice in their lot. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess a double portion. They shall have everlasting joy. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrong. I will faithfully give them their recompense, and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Their offspring shall be known among the nations and their descendants in the midst of the peoples. All who see them shall acknowledge them, that they are an offspring the Lord has blessed. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall exult in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself like a priest with a beautiful headdress, and a bride adorns herself with her jewels, for as the earth brings forth its sprouts... And as a garden causes what is sown in to sprout up, so the Lord will cause righteousness and praise to sprout up before all nations. Ah, just so good. Father, I just thank you for this word. I thank you for what you're going to speak to the people today. May it be your words, not mine, Lord God, that speaks today. That you may just provoke people, inspire people, guide people. Thank you, God. Amen. So um, this is um, a word that God has really been speaking to me recently about, um, and I really, really strongly believe it's a word for our community at this time. So um, I just just take that as a note, okay? Just take it as a note. And I'm just going to take out small pieces of it. <laughs> it's funny, actually, I was thinking about how I used to sit out there and listen to preachers, and I'm like, they go on for so long. <laughs> And now I've got all this to speak about. I'm like, <laughs> I could go on for like two hours to just saying, you know. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's really hard to sort of hone down what you really want, what you really believe God is telling you to say. But anyway, Isaiah, let me just um, give you a background here. Judgment and hope was about um, Isaiah. A restoration for the Israelites. So see, it. Um, this is what I love about the word, right? It's, it's, it's of the back then, which was all to do with the Israelites and the exile into Babylon and various other things. But it's also as a prophetic picture as Jesus. It's a prophetic word about him. And then it's also a prophetic word about who we are, right? Who we are. And how we can also be going out to the nations as this. So I just love it, absolutely love it. So if you go to Luke 4:17, um, oops, sorry. Oops, not my Bible. Just tore it. Yep. Looking for a new job Monday. Um. <laughs> So uh, Luke 4:17, the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll, this is Jesus, and found the place where it was written, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who have oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and he sat down, and the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him and he began to say to them today the scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing and if you know anything a little bit about that passage there were in the synagogue there was a seat called the seat of moses and um that seat was you know it's a bit like um some jews will have an empty chair for the messiah when he comes back um is it was the seat was designated for the messiah and it said that he actually took that passage coincidentally was written on that day that he was there um, thank you, Jesus, and um, sat down on that seat of Moses because it was basically saying, "I am the Messiah." <laughs> so that's why their eyes were all fixed on like, Whoa! And he must have said it with great authority. I just, it just gives me chills. I want to be there. So, um, so <laughs> he came to bind up the broken-hearted. Okay. Now, what I love about this passage too is not saying, "Oh, you can never be broken-hearted once you know God." You're never going to be brokenhearted. nothing bad's going to ever happen to you. Tragedy is not going to happen, betrayal's not going to happen. It is stuff happens, okay We live in this fallen broken world, and stuff happens. Um, years ago, I was um, engaged to be married, had the ring, a potential date, and um, I was actually away on a gospel outreach team, which we'd both agreed on. His name was Ken, a little confusing to my grandmother later on, because huh? I married Glenn so <laughs> No, Grandma, it's not Ken. It's Glenn. Anyway. um, But she... um, So I was on this gospel outreach team, and then I get a letter. I don't want to marry you anymore. So to say that I wasn't brokenhearted was an understatement. I was very brokenhearted. I loved the Lord. I was actually working full-time for him. But I was brokenhearted. It happens, Okay. It happens, and if any of you out here are broken-hearted, then there is many reasons why you can be broken-hearted. It can be a break of a relationship. It can be disappointment. It can be all sorts of things that you are broken up about. I mean, you just need to know that you know. Oh whoa! Oh whoa! I am broken-hearted
1: over so many things. Something has happened. What's the... up?
0: Come 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 here! Come in my here! My come here. Wounded hand. Come here, oh, come here! Whoa. Oh my gosh! Oh whoa! Look at this! He's quick, oh, my heart. quick, quick! We need a bandage. Here yes, quick! Here you go. Quick, quick, quick! Oh whoa! Oh whoa! Okay, I can't open it. Things open it. have happened to me. All right, all right, all right! Oh whoa! There's a wound. There's a wound. Oh. Okay, stand, stand, still. Stand still. Oh. All right, it's okay, okay, you can stop saying a whoa" now. Oh. Oh, that feels so good, thank you. I feel much better now. Good. Thank you. Good, thank you. You can go now. It's not getting great on the acting points, but it mean, wasn't very Kolinsky method, not very uh, real. But anyway, the binding up there, that was just an illustration to tell you that the binding up in that verse is actually about a bandage. It's about, they used to put uh, their bandages in sort of solution and then wrap it around a wound and it would heal the wound. So when Isaiah puts in here something like, I want to bind up the brokenhearted, God wants to bind you up just like that, wrap you up and just say, I can heal your wounds. I can heal your wounds. Jesus is here to heal your wounds. How amazing is that, right? Yes. Thank you. There's a yes over here. I like that. Okay. Okay. The next one is proclaim liberty to the captives, okay? Now, if in that that chapter there, you have captives and you have prisoners, okay? So captives, I was like, well, isn't captives prisoners? Isn't that the same thing, you know? When you look at it, captives are people who've been driven away, maybe kidnapped, maybe taken away uh, or driven away. And I feel like in my heart that God is telling me to tell you guys there's been hurts here. There's been hurts in this church with these people in our church, in our community, maybe if you're watching online, too. but there's been hurts. Maybe you've been driven away by people. Maybe even worse, you've been driven away by Christians, by some things that Christians have done, or church leadership has done. I want to apologize on behalf of church leadership to say, "I'm sorry. I'm sorry that we've done that to you. We're human. But I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you've been hurt by the church, and you've been driven away, and you might still be here, and have, but you have a wall up. You know, I'm not going. I'm only going so far but i'm telling you that god wants you to proclaim liberty to captives it's interesting jones had that this morning it's about speaking it out i am going to be free from this bitterness this hurt this betrayal and you're going to proclaim liberty to people and all of the what i'm saying today is what you can also do to other people you don't have to be all together before you speak to someone and speak liberty to them Say so, yes, you are free, you are free, thank you, thank you, I love it, and it's releasing freedom to the prisoners again this this prisoner's part side of it is talking about sin, and it's talking about um you know we can we think of sin, don't we? We think of prisoners, we think of like people in um you know prison they've murdered someone and it's terrible, and they should stay there forever or whatever they've done, but prisoners are also so they've done those big things. So we think of sin the same way. We think of sin as being, oh, you've done this big thing. You've been, you are just under addictions or your sex addictions or drug addictions or whatever it might be. But I propose to you that sometimes those sins are little things. Sometimes they're the way we think about ourselves. Sometimes they're just little habits, challenges that we've got in life Maybe we're just angry with people all the time or irritable or um, difficult with people. This is those little sins. Maybe it's a sin of comparison. You're always comparing yourself okay? I'm always thinking, oh man, what am I doing up here? Michael knows the word really well, you know? Um, but God says no, because you have a voice. You have a voice. And that's a sin to compare yourself, because you're just dissing on me, right? So it could be sometimes it's those little things that just seem to get to you. They just seem to get you down. Oh, oh. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm totally fine. Um, uh, excuse, excuse me, excuse, excuse yeah. me, excuse uh, me, did yeah. you, did you know you're a little bound up here? No, I'm fine. This is how I always am. It's just, it's just how I am. Yeah. It's, I've always been this but way. But can you, can you, can you do, can you leave your arm this way? Yes. <laughs> and not really. What about that way? Yes. <laughs> what, yes, um. I'm fine. What if I, uh, just, you know, released you from that? Oh. thank you go and be free (laughs) (laughs) academy award Award. i am not so sure about that (laughs) thank you adam So did you notice he had these things that were trapping him? But he wasn't a prisoner. He wasn't actually in prison. He wasn't in jail. Okay? He hasn't got those things that are completely locking him up and bringing him down. He's just got those little things that are preventing him from being completely free. And what I'm saying to you guys is there are things in your life that are holding you down, that are preventing you from being completely free. And I want you guys to know, God wants you to know that you can be completely free. I don't want anybody of you saying, oh, I can never get, I'm never going to handle on this. Believe me, I am still challenged by things. I'm still trying to lose the weight, the baby weight. My baby's at 27, you know, and <laughs> it's still happening, but... But the challenge is, I'm trying to lose the weight, but the challenge is also in my head, like, oh, I'm overweight, I can't do this, I can't do that. Have you ever felt like that? A lot of the women will relate to me here. Um, You feel like, because I'm this weight, or because I've got a quiet voice, or because of this, I can't do this, that, and the other. It's holding you down. It's holding you down. It's making you a prisoner. And God says he wants to proclaim it, to release freedom to the prisoners. He wants you all released from what's gone on in your life. He wants to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord to comfort all who mourn. Again, it doesn't mean to say we won't mourn, okay? My sister's son died. That's really tough. My nephew, he died. And it was just heartbreaking. And we cried and we grieved. And for someone to say, you can't do that, that's wrong. You, God wept. Jesus wept. Jesus is an emotional God. He gets excited and happy about stuff. And he cries with us about stuff because he realized the heart-rendering things of our lives. And God wants to just comfort us, just bring us in like that, right? Just warm us up, put him in, us in his lap and just look after us. And that's the beauty of this. So is this all making sense? Yeah, yeah. Is it calling you? Is it speaking to you? Because it needs to speak to you. You, you, God wants you to change so much. I can't but over it. And the next slide. Um, We, we. The next part of this is he. He gives beauty for ashes. Okay, it's a garland. Actually, it actually says garland, which means headdress or a diadem. This is actually the um, coronation crown of the queen. So it's very heavy, full of diamonds and jewels, okay? He wants to give you a beauty instead of ashes. So ashes was when in the Middle East, they still sometimes do this today, they will get dust from the thing. If they're in grief, they're mourning, maybe they've sinned, whatever they do, they want to sort of repent from it. They get ashes and they throw it over their head like this. And... It caused it to go over the head. Now, in those days as well, you know, to have your feet, to have things, like when Jesus washed the feet, remember that? That was a really lowly task because you don't sort of go near the feet or anything under the feet because, of course, you're stepping and all sorts of things in those days. So it was really lowly to get the dust and put it over your head because that was just like, I'm trying to dishonor myself for what I've done, right? But then God says, I don't want to give you dust, I don't want to give you the crap basically, sorry to say that word, but the stuff on the floor can be nasty and disgusting. He says, I don't want you to have all that. I want you to have a beautiful crown that people can see from miles around. I want you to have that. I don't want you to start picking up dust. Even if it's just off the table and putting it here, okay? Little things, big things. He doesn't want any of that. He wants you to have a beautiful crown. And the oil of gladness instead of mourning. The oil of gladness is given at festivities. Like we just put this all on because we want to consecrate you. We want to, We want to say you are special in the eyes of these people. That's what it was in those days. And that's what it is today. God wants us to have the oil of gladness. And the mantle of praise. Instead of the spirit of heaviness, um, with, i tell a story now. Um, I'm, so, I'm like, <laughs> oh, this mic, because I'm so excited about what I'm doing. I'm like, this is, this is just the word of the Lord. I'm telling you, people, this is the word of the Lord. I mean, everything is, but this is. Um, so years back, um, on and off throughout my life, I have suffered from depression really quite severe sometimes, sometimes very low-level depression, where it has taken me over sometimes, sometimes I've needed medication for it, and it has just wafted over me in dips and troughs. So sometimes I haven't had it, sometimes I have. Okay, there's a spirit of heaviness that comes upon us sometimes. And God has come that we can have a mantle of praise, mantle of praise, Because the the fainting there is talking about a lamp going out. You know how a lamp just suddenly, it's it's one of those oil lamps. You'll see it so slowly. I don't know if you've been camping and you've got one of those wick lights and then you go, oh, uh, here we go. It's going out. Um, That's basically what it is. And God goes, no, I want you to be lit up. I want you to be lit up and have this big garment around you and be just out there and have a spirit of lightness. Now, let's do a caveat here. If you are depressed and you need to see a doctor or therapist, I'm all for it, okay? All for it. You have to do what you need to do. But ultimately, God gives you, through whatever means, he gives you that spirit, that mantle of praise. That when you're depressed, that's the last thing you feel like doing. The last thing you feel like doing is going, yes, God, you know, good, I'm such a great life. No, you don't feel like that. You feel heavy. And it's it was rough, man. It was rough. But God can bring you out of that. I haven't had an episode in years. Okay? I haven't had an episode in years. Says, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Yeah. But I get where you're coming from. And again, if you look back from what I've just read, God's there. He's comforting. He's, it's okay. He's binding it up. It can be done. It can be done, right? So the mantle of praise. So, just, yeah. It's so good. And the rest of the Isaiah, 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 Isaiah 61 is just full about restoration, about how he's going to build it up. He's going to give you more, give you more. He'll restore these things. He'll build all these things. And you're going to sprout up like the sprouts, right? You're going to sprout out like the springtime. You are going to sprout out in like the springtime. And I, I look around at all these faces here and I just go, you, you. He's got Beautiful things for you. Beautiful things for you, Rick. Beautiful things for you, Anthony. He really does. He does. He's got the sp- no spirit of heaviness on you. James, you too. Just feeling it. that he- None of you have to deal with these things. Okay? And if you are dealing with grief, you are dealing with mourning, just sur- be surrounded by Jesus. And sometimes Jesus comes in with people. Sometimes Jesus comes with people. My like Christian, my really good friend. I love her to bits. Sometimes she's that arm and goes, you're going to be okay. Or it's okay. She does that with so many people. And that's what we're like. This is about us, but it's also about us going out to the world. And I propose to you that you are then meant to go out and do the same. Do the same. Give beauty to ashes. Give all of gladness. Proclaim the favorable year of the Lord unto people. Proclaim their liberty. Speak into their lives and speak liberty into them. I hear it so many times, oh, I'm just not good at that or I can't do that. Within our community, yes, you can. Okay? Yes, you can. Do it. Yes, you can. Don't give me any of that. Yes, you can. Well, I might not do it as well as someone else. You might not, but you might. Yes, you can. Okay, Gar wants to go, yes, you can, because he's your daddy, and he's going, yes, you can do this, go on, can you imagine, Micah and Melissa got small kids, and, they, and is it Piper's into gymnastics, right, and Piper goes, I'm going to do this backflip, oh, no, I don't think you can do that, but gonna, I wanna, really want to do this backflip, no, nah, no, nah, no, nah, no, nah, I don't think you can, no, nah, don't bother, you will never do that, and anyway, I've seen friend, she's really good at that, so <laughs> you're no good at that, they're not going to say that, are they? They're going to say, yes, come on, I'll watch you, yes. Okay, do you need help? I'll help you. Whatever. That's how we are in this community of God, right? Yes, you can. Yes, you can do this. You are able. You are enough, right? You are enough. So I guess the last thing is I want to just say is that this is a terebinth tree. Unlike Micah's tree (laughs) from last week. Shut up. If you weren't here last week, he was talking about the Shidim tree. I'm going to say that really fast. Um, I'm actually talking about the Terebinth tree. Much more, um, much better, Mike. Yes. Great. Right. The Terebinth tree is, um, it grows up to 33 feet, which is about three stories. It's all over the um, Middle East area. It lives for over a thousand years. Thousand years, that's a long time. It has very deep roots, and it shows green leaves even in a time of a drought. Think on that. It also reproduces and regenerates really fast, really easily. When David and Goliath were fighting each other, it is said that they were surrounded by terebinth trees. Think on that, David. Goliath, good against evil, Satan against Jesus. I don't know. There's some, you know, (laughs) parallel there. It's also a symbol of hope, strength, and determination. And in this verse, where does it say? Um, uh, Let me see. Um, Verse 3, at the end of verse 3, it says that they may be called... Oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. You guys are terebinth trees. Every single one of you. And I hear in your heads, I hear someone in your head right now that's going, yeah, but you don't know what I'm doing. You don't know what I'm thinking. You know what? I don't care. You are still a terebinth tree. You might be a small one that's about to grow. You might be a large oak that's been around for a while. You are all terebinth trees, oaks of righteousness. You can't mess with that oak. It's really, really. And if you look around, if you look for more um, pictures of them, go online. There's this tree in the middle of nowhere, it's like all deserty kind of area. And then there's this terebinth tree. What does that say? That you are there in a time of desert. You are there in a time of sand, or with people around you. So you are oaks of righteousness. You are. So I just want to spend a little time, I want to see if the worship team will come up, if they're around, and, um, because I really felt from God about this. There are people here who are brokenhearted. You've maybe had betrayal, you've maybe had people break your hearts for some reason. There's something that's happened in your life, whether it's family, whether it's work situation, maybe you've got disappointment maybe you are hoping for this maybe you hoping for a baby and God and hasn't, hasn't got one yet, maybe it's just something that's happened in your life that just you just feel broken hearted about, I want you to come up and get prayed for, I want the prayer team up here please, and any staff that are here and prisoners, the people who are prisoners, captives is there something that's holding you down is there that little habit, that little challenge that seems to just hold you down and you just can't seem to move forward? I want you to come up. This is your time to get it right, to get prayed for, to get comforted, to get bound up, healed as you get prayed for. Don't be afraid to come up and start sending, start, start getting help, you know? It's always good to get help. So, um, I just want to stand. I'm going to keep speaking, but just want us to stand and just let the worship team stop worshiping. But I want you to come. I don't want you to be afraid. I don't want you to be like feeling um, shame. That's it. Good. There's no shame. There's no shame in coming up and going, I need help. I'm feeling depressed. I just want want the music to pray. Just close your eyes. Lord God, I just pray that you will just move amongst the people here. Move amongst the people here, Lord God. You've got a word for them. Just close your eyes. Just lift your hands if you want to and just say, God, what do you want me to do? God what are you looking at in my life the word does not go back void everything I've said to you comes from the word of God what is he saying to you what is he saying to you from this morning he's saying something he's saying hey you you need to get this sorted out you need to get this prayed for you're okay you're good enough There's a lot of you here that have been hurt by churches. I want you to come up. Get prayed for. Get prayed for. Come on. It's time of healing. If you don't want to come up the front, ask someone next to you. Hey, pray for me. If any of you has a word, God has got this. I see broken friendships have caused hurt. Come up. Come get prayed for. you enjoyed this week's Sunday sermon. We pray you experience all God has for your life.